0: Welcome to the LinkedIn Life Podcast, a space where you'll get a behind-the-scenes look into what makes life, work, and culture at LinkedIn so special. I'm your host, Kate Rogan, and I can't wait for you to meet some of my amazing colleagues here at LinkedIn, where we're transforming the way the world works on a daily basis. Let's get to it. On today's episode, we get to know Chrissy Roth-Francis, who has been in the learning space for her entire career. She made her jump to LinkedIn and the tech industry nearly five years ago. A Bay Area native, she has seen Silicon Valley transform throughout her lifetime and is now happy to be a part of it. As part of LinkedIn's talent development team, Chrissy oversees the growth and development of our thousands of people managers, ensuring they have the skills and resources to serve their employees and our company in this rapidly changing landscape. Chrissy is a wife and mother of two enjoys road trips across Northern California while staying in the most unique Airbnbs, and she coaches her daughter's softball team. Let's talk to Chrissy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this episode of the LinkedIn Life Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you to Dr. Chrissy Roth-Francis, aka The Doctor, whenever she shows up in any meeting. (laughs) I should clarify that she does not introduce herself this way. (laughs)
1: That, that's, that's a good clarification. <laughs> Dr. Rogan, thank you so much for having me here. Oh my goodness, ha- thank you. <laughs> happy to be here. And it is it is a joke. It is definitely a LinkedIn joke that people call me the doctor. But we have many other doctors on the team. So love being in, with the likes of you and so many other people who have pursued that journey.
0: Absolutely. I feel like we need to start some sort of Teams channel or Slack channel for like the PhDs, the EdDs, the PsyDs the economics folks, everybody.
1: Yeah. (laughs) All the people. All right. So many different disciplines with PhDs and EDDs. You're absolutely right. Absolutely.
0: So Chrissy, we're going to spend some time getting to know you today and your journey to LinkedIn and what you love about working at LinkedIn. To get started though, I'd love it if you could just tell people like, what exactly do you do here?
1: I believe I have one of the coolest jobs in the entire world. I absolutely love what I get to do working for such an incredible company. So throughout my entire career, one of my favorite aspects of any role that I've ever held has been as as a people manager. So my job now at LinkedIn is to be able to develop our 3,600 people managers to make sure that they have all the skills, the resources, the opportunities that they need to upskill, to be the best manager that they can be to their employees, to be the best leader that they can be for our entire company, and to really help us execute our strategic vision and our, our mission and our vision. So I... I absolutely adore the work that I get to do. I adore working with all of our people leaders, and I'm so blessed to be able to hold this role here. You're touching on like a critical component of LinkedIn's success,
0: particularly when it comes to their talent strategy and your work with managers, right? I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit more like why managers, why are managers so important?
1: I think managers have always been important. But right now, they are more important than ever, and I hope that the entire world is valuing managers more than ever before. So when we think historically, managers have been the people tasked with performance management, you know, delegating the assignments, double-checking, managing the people to make sure that they are performing well. But now we expect our managers to be holistic human beings to their employees. We expect managers to care, to show compassion, to ensure that their employees are not burning out, to ensure that their employees are able to come to their workplace as their true authentic selves, and to also help their employees grow. So not just... You are in this job for a finite amount of time and then we'll see you later, but we want to see you be successful in your entire career and we are going to help you transform your skills and get the opportunities that you need to be successful forever, whether that's at your company or elsewhere. So there's just so much more to the manager role and and that means a bigger impact that managers can have. It also means a lot more pressure on managers these days.
0: Mm, yeah, like the way you're talking about it, it sort of feels like table stakes for managers have yeah. been raised, right? Recently, huge,
1: yeah, significantly raised. That's a good way to put it.
0: And and then your focus is on making sure that LinkedIn, as an organization, is equipping managers. To rise to these new table stakes. Is that yes, fair? Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. You mentioned in your bio that you've been at LinkedIn for five years, but that this was kind of a pivot for you. So can you tell us a little bit more about your journey to LinkedIn? How so did you happy get here? To.
1: I consider it a, a big time pivot. I've been happy to meet other people through throughout the past few years who have also undergone a, a pretty major pivot. So when I was an undergrad in college, I got really involved in the different activities of the college, and I absolutely loved being a college student. And I ended up deciding on a path to stay in higher education for the rest of my career. So I went out out and got a master's degree, I got a doctoral degree, all in how to be a college administrator. And for the years that I worked in higher education at some elite universities, I loved my job. I really had such a fantastic job directly transforming the lives of the students and working on the greater vision of those institutions. But it came a point where I realized I couldn't and didn't want to do that forever. And I needed something different. And I looked around living in the Bay Area We got tech all over the place. And so I thought, Mm -hmm. if you can't beat him, join him, Chrissy. And so (laughs) I ended up, I ended up through a series of activities and a lot of effort, finding my way into LinkedIn from higher education, uh, Mm -hmm. which was at the time I didn't know many other people who had made such a pivot. I didn't really know people who had left higher education because I really thought I would be there my entire career. So it was a big deal for me to to make that leap and then to now to to help pay it forward and help other people understand how they can make a similar transition out of higher education if they choose to do so. Yeah. Yeah, well, I
0: imagine, like, not only as a result of the pandemic, right, but it, this whole sort of, like, reevaluation of work, how it fits into our lives, that there are a lot of people who are interested in potentially pursuing a career pivot, right? And I'm wondering if you have, like, a couple tips and tricks for folks who may think that, like... How the hell am I going to make this work?
1: (laughs) Kate, that's exactly how I felt when I was going through it. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know if I would be successful in a new industry. But what it came down to for me was understanding that I have a very unique skill set coming Mm -hmm. out of my former industry and that could absolutely be leveraged in another industry right like skills are skills they are transferable so i i embarked on a journey of really understanding how to amplify my skill set and how to utilize my background in a different industry as my superpower as opposed to a deficit because i i really started out those interviews when i was looking to leave thinking i was at a deficit cuz like yeah. you said i didn't know the people i didn't know the the playground that i wanted to be in but once i started really getting my narrative around my skills and around what makes me different then i i believe that that did help me get over the the hurdles and and get me the job mhm mhm mm-hmm.
0: and i think this connects to like a larger narrative right around like sort of the pivot towards more kind of skills-based experience as opposed to like pedigree experience, school experience, degree experience. Like if I think about my own career, right? Like I started out in film and TV production and then went back to school, similarly thought that like, maybe I wanted to be in academia, learned about halfway through my PhD program. Like, oh I don't want to be in this, but we're too far in, let's finish it out. And then was looking around, like, how do I, use all of this incredible like experience that I do have to pivot into working into tech as well. And it's such a great reminder for folks who might be at the beginning of this journey of this pivot journey that like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Keep going. Yes, there is. Think about how to package your skills and experience up in a way that speaks to your strengths because it's not a deficit at all.
1: Not a deficit
0: at all. Okay. So we've talked like a little bit about what it is you do at LinkedIn. We've talked a little bit about your career journey to LinkedIn, and you've been here for five years. So I'm interested, what's keeping you here?
1: A lot of things are keeping me at LinkedIn. I think the first thing is that I believe in our company. I Mm -hmm. believe in what we do. It is a company that is absolutely making a difference in this world, making a difference to individuals, to governments, to companies. And I've always wanted to be a part of something that made this world better. So I feel like while working in this company, we are doing the right thing for the world, connecting people to opportunity. Mm. In addition to that very high altitude reason, I love the people I work with. They are fantastic coworkers I get to work with people who are super smart, who do really great work and have the absolute best of intentions. And the other thing that that I'll throw in there is for good, I have held a lot of different roles in those years I've been at LinkedIn. And I love that I've been able to do that. I love that I've been able to dabble, to learn new things, to stretch my skills, to continually find opportunities. And LinkedIn has... Giving me that flexibility and that trust and confidence to put me into different positions, different projects, work on different teams to continue to learn more and flex my skill set. And I don't think that is possible at many other companies. So it's always something new, something exciting for me. And I am very happy to continue on that journey because LinkedIn treats me so well and LinkedIn does so well for the world. Mm, yeah.
0: Yeah, what a great way to put it. And like, I'm wondering if you could give like an example of sort of like an internal pivot or an internal change that you've participated in that you just love or like illustrates your point.
1: So being from a different sector, and Mm -hmm. coming into the tech sector, I was very aware that as a mid level professional, I was brand new. Brand new to the world. And there are people who have been working they've been working in this industry in H r or even at LinkedIn since they were twenty two years old. And I can't compete with that in terms of of years. So I went on a very intentional journey of seeking out different opportunities so I could rapidly learn and and catch up a little bit for what I missed while I was working in higher education.
0: Thank you so much for sharing. You know, we've talked a little bit about how you kind of provide care, coaching, enablement for all of our people managers, right? For like the global community of people managers at LinkedIn. I'm interested in hearing what's your favorite way that LinkedIn takes care of your wellness.
1: Throughout my entire career, I have had a mega commute to work. Mm. So whether that was in New York on the subway for an hour and a half each way through California, Los Angeles or San Francisco fighting traffic, also an hour and a half each way. Like I, you I have always had, yes! areas. Yeah. What, is, what is going on here? I've always had a very long commute that to me was normal.
0: Yeah, it was normal. Yeah.
1: I never thought otherwise. I thought that is what you do. I'm going to work and I'm coming home from work when the pandemic came and we were all working from home, that was a shocker to me. I had never worked from home before. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what it was like. And it was a breath of fresh air. So now that we are working in our hybrid state where some employees are going to the office, some employees are still remote. I have learned that I really love working from home and I love that LinkedIn allows me to do so. So I have the benefit of going to the office when I want to and when I need to. And I, I go a couple times a month because I want to see people. I want to get that networking. I want to feel the community. But for the bulk of my time, I work from home, which means I no longer commute. I just saved at least three hours every day, which means I get to be home for my kids, they no longer have to be the first person at childcare and the last kid to leave. Mm -hmm. So for our family life, it has been so much better. And I can't see a way to go back. I can't imagine commuting a total of three hours every day anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember my first job in the Bay Area, I would walk to a train station, then I would take like BART, to like Caltrain and then Caltrain down to the South Bay and then take a bus like to a campus. <laughs> Four modalities. Yes. <laughs> I did them all. Right. I did them all. Yeah. And it was normal. I agree. Right. It was totally normal. Was just like, this is
1: just what I do. You don't think anything of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: that got a little bit better. Once I started working out of, at LinkedIn, out of the San Francisco office, it was like, Oh, okay. I just get on one bus. (laughs) This is cool. (laughs) What an upgrade. What an upgrade. (laughs) Huge upgrade. Huge. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I I love, I love that LinkedIn provides that flexibility for, Mm -hmm. for us. And I, I think we have the best offices around. I absolutely love being in the office and being at home allows me to cherish being in the office much more.
0: Mhm mhm. Yeah, well put. Well put. Cuz I'm I'm fully remote now too and but whenever I do make it to a LinkedIn office, it's a wonderful treat. Before we get to some rapid fire questions, would love to hear if you have a couple pieces of advice for someone who is interested in pursuing a career in talent development. Like what would those pieces of advice be?
1: Thank you for the warning about the rapid fire. I yeah. will I will make sure I'm prepared for that. Yeah. So, advice for someone looking into get into talent development. What I love about talent development is there are so many different types of roles that somebody could have on a talent development team, whether that's in the learning and development space as a facilitator or as an instructional designer, that's the talent management space, uh, like running performance, for example, succession planning, those really meaty structural programs that we need to have in place. If it's somebody looking at career development and career pathways, whatever it is, all the things and many more. There's just so many ways that you can find your niche inside of talent development. And so my my advice would be to to understand where your skills and your passions are and to look accordingly. Because I, mm. I do believe that there are different roles for different skill sets and different passions. And I think we could hold a lot of different types of people and types of interests within talent development. And of course always leaning on the passion that you have for human development and knowing that we want to really embed that growth mindset within our employees, within our team and within the entire company.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like believing it about yourself too sort of becomes critical, right? Yeah. Love that. Is there anything else we didn't ask, but that you really want to talk about?
1: You know what's interesting? So we talked about my pivot. I actually omitted something really important about my pivot. Yeah. So we talk about a lot at LinkedIn about the squiggly careers Mm. so that it's not always just linear. Sometimes our, our careers look squiggly. And in higher education, my career looked linear. And then in order for me to break into tech, it became super, super squiggly. And that was okay. And that was very worth it to me. And I've learned since then that there are so many different pathways for people to find their passions, to to pursue their goals. And sometimes it is taking that pivot into another sector, another type of role, or it is taking a step down, which I definitely moved down in making this pivot. Uh, And it's also about understanding what are you optimizing for? And for me, I was optimizing for work-life balance, optimizing for a longer future pathway, not just my immediate next step. And also optimizing for a a better lifestyle, frankly, with a better salary. And so that squiggly line, it did me very well as I as I pivoted out of higher education into tech.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like sometimes I hear it described what you're talking about, especially like this taking the step down part, like that can be a little hit to our ego, mm-hmm. right? But the way I've heard it described, which I've I've found helpful, is like it's like an arrow being pulled back, right? Like a bow and arrow. And you have to pull the bow Ooh. back before it can be launched forward. I've never heard right? that one.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like yeah. it. So it's like, if you can
0: reframe it, like, you're like, oh, this hurts my ego, but I'm just pulling myself back so I can launch faster, farther, go further.
1: So good. Yeah. And and also it can hurt your ego But think about all the other gains that you might have. So in the shooting it forward, it's not just in terms of your career, but it's shooting forward your lifestyle, your family support, your flexibility, all the other things that you might be optimizing for. There's just so much more to take into consideration than your actual role.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're getting into like rapid fire questions here. Ah, Okay, here we go. Do you need to like take a breath? I'm holding on. Loosen up. Here we go. Okay. All right. (laughs) What is a song you are listening to on repeat right now?
1: So I have two little kids and they take over the radio all the time, which means it's, it's just all things kids bop. It's, it's (laughs) always kids bop in the car. And that is how I learn current music Uh through kids bop.
0: Great. 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 (laughs) Um, what is something that's not on your LinkedIn profile? Classic LinkedIn question.
1: All right. I'll give you my classic LinkedIn answer. I am not at all a religious person, mm-hmm. but I am an ordained minister. Okay. I have married three couples, two of which are still married to this day. Okay. Right? <laughs> so I'm I'm above the national average. Yeah. Two out of three. Two thirds. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that's, it. <laughs> that's over half. I like it.
0: <laughs> if you could be a first degree connection with anyone on LinkedIn, who would it be and why?
1: I'm going back and forth between Barack Obama and Mm -hmm. Stephen Curry.
0: Okay. Who I
1: also think are just best friends with each other. So probably if I got in with one, I would get in with the other. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You mentioned in your bio that you like traveling and you specifically called out that you like staying in unique Airbnbs. Yes. So what is the most unique Airbnb you have ever stayed in?
1: I have an obsession with finding Airbnbs. Okay, this is your new side hustle? I've actually thought about it for real. <laughs> <laughs> Whether to monetize or or give it for free, I'm not yet sure. Yeah. Containers. Uh-huh. I found a place up in the woods in Northern California where it was two containers with a patio between mm-hmm. on top of a mountain overlooking the valley, and it was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous.
0: Okay, Chrissy, what is the worst piece of career or life advice you have ever received?
1: I don't know if it was a specific piece of advice that a specific person gave me. It was an overall idea that it's okay to pursue any type of career you want, that you're passionate in, no matter the money that can come with that career. And since transitioning to tech, what I've learned is that while money definitely can't buy you happiness, money can buy you peace of mind. Money can buy you so much more stability for you and for your family. And I really didn't understand that gap that I had until I was doing better and I was much more secure. And so what I've reflected on over the years is that if I, if I knew that better, if I was more financially savvy, if I understood what money can mean for me in my career and in my lifestyle i likely would have chosen a different path where i could mm. have a more holistic lifestyle and where i could really carry my family forward in a better more stable way yeah so yeah it's not about chasing money it's not about only going for a job cuz of the money but it's really thinking holistically about can a career provide for you and and your needs and your lifestyle
0: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I feel like the passion thing was such a narrative when we were growing. Yes. Up, right. Yes. Like it was the number one sort of like piece of advice. It was like, find a career you love. You'll never work a day in your life or like, just go after your passion and the money will yes. come. And it's and it's so much more nuanced than that. It is. And it is. The reality is, is that we live in a system that requires money to survive and thrive.
1: Yes. And I I love being idealistic. Mm -hmm. I love it. But being idealistic can only get you so far, right? And what Mm -hmm. is the toll that it takes on your day-to-day lifestyle? So I love the way you sum that up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Okay. On the flip side, what is the best piece of career or life advice you have ever received?
1: One of my existing managers gave me this advice, interesting enough. She told me, never turned down a recruiter phone call or a recruiter message. My current manager at the time said that. And that was so counterintuitive to me because I was thinking, why would she ever be okay with me talking to other people about different jobs? And her point was that, you should always know what opportunities are out there. You should always know how you are valued. You should always know what you can go to if you do want to go to it. That was something that was like a, a huge paradigm shift for me that I will always take with me and that I had never considered before.
0: Well, I feel like this is a great spot to end it. Thank you so much, Chrissy, for spending your time with us, sharing your journey with us, advice tips. I feel like we got deep. We got light. It's like, it's all over the place. We did we, all the things. We did all the things. And in such a short amount of time, thank you so much for spending time with us. And we'll talk Totally soon. my
1: pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
0: The LinkedIn Life Podcast is a production of LinkedIn Careers. To learn more about life, work, and culture at the world's largest professional network, visit careers.linkedin.com.